Hi, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see all of you here with us across our great TV and radio affiliates across Illinois and Indiana. 98.3, the live WKAN 105.5, the ticket, ACTV, Jet TV, WJOB, and Cities 92.9 Talk FM. My name is John Zaglul. John Meadows is here directing and producing. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Subscribe to the YouTube page and hit the like button on this video. We would really appreciate it. We have a huge guest joining us here for a couple of segments. We have so much to talk with him about. Tons of air stuff, even some baseball Hall of Fame stuff. I know Mark uh, loves that topic as well. He is the Bears beat reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. He's a 30-plus year sports media veteran right here in Chicago. Please welcome a good friend of the program, Mark Potash, to the show. Mark, it's great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to have you here. Um, end of the season. I know we have more time to catch up, which is great because we have a lot to talk about Bears-wise. Um, I'll start with this. What do you make of the Bears season? Well, it was uh, um, a step in the right direction. Uh, it it did it accomplished what they wanted to do in one respect, and that you know they had the arrow pointing up at the end of the season. There was more a little bit. They're a little shaky as far as on the coaching staff, and a little more uncertainty there that I probably expected or probably would have expected. And uh, did not surprise me that we did not get a decision on Justin Fields, uh, just the way things go on offense in Chicago. Um, that was just the disappointment. It was that it uh, they did not take the step. They took a step. They didn't take the step they needed to, and 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 that's why there's a new OC in town. So, um, all in all, relative to other bear seasons, uh, I think it was actually a positive one. I've always said, or I've been saying, that you know I've covered the Bears and watched the Bears for a long time, and of all their non-playoff seasons, this is the best I've felt about a Bears team heading into the next year when you consider how well they played at the end of the year, how set they seem to be on defense and with having the number one pick and the number nine pick in a draft with a, with a potential generational talent, at quarterback, um, you know, uh, for, for a team that did not make the playoffs, uh, the bears have been in far worse shape. A potential generational type quarterback. So does that mean you're, leaning towards the Bears drafting Caleb Williams? Is that what they should do? Do you have any insights on it? Well, I don't know. You know, people ask that all the time, and I say the same thing, is that, uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, we know what Caleb Williams, is, Kay, Caleb Williams is on tape, but we really don't know him. And only the Bears, you know, for Chicago, from, from our standpoint, media fans, Bears, only the Bears, only Ryan Poles gets to really sit in a room and look at that kid in the eye and find out what he's all about. And I think we've seen, um, especially with the, you know, with like the Chiefs and now, you know, the it factor is huge. I'm, I'm big on that. And uh, and I think uh, that's really what you're looking for. That's that's why you that's why you draft a guy like Caleb Williams over a, a, a somewhat known commodity in and proven commodity in, in Justin Fields is because you're getting that extra. You're getting the it factor, not just a better quarterback, but somebody who can rise to the occasion, who can make his teammates better, who can, you know, just, you know, will a team to victory in big games. And, and, and we won't, we don't get to see that, frankly, you know, all we know is what we see in these highlights and, and on uh, these little clips on Twitter, him crying, his dad, this and that. That's all, that's all outside stuff. We need the inside stuff to really know if they should, they should. I'm not trying to dodge the question. I'm just saying that we, there's a huge element that we don't know about that we have to know about and that only they get to see. 
that's why I thought it was important at the uh, season-ending press conference when Ryan Pohl said that where, where he where he made the decision last year in March, he'll almost certainly go until April before he figures out figures out what to do because he needs he didn't really, you know it's funny we always you know we've said this many times you know he's he said he had to be blown away last year and he never really and I think he knows he never really gave himself a chance to be blown away he's going to give himself a chance to, to be blown away this year and. And that's the smart thing to do. So I guess my answer is I, I don't know. I think I think that's what they're going to end up doing because I think he's going to be really good. I think he's well coached and well managed. And just athletes in this day and age, they they are raised to kind of handle these situations. And whether it's true or not, he will give – I think he will answer all the questions correctly. And I think the Bears will be in a situation where, hey, they just got to take a chance on a guy who, who has a much higher ceiling uh, and offer some other – uh, advantages like a rookie contract and things like that, and and not having to not having to re refix him, or, you know, with another court with a new coordinator, like they'll have to do a little bit uh, with Shane Waldron and, and, and Justin Fields. So I think I think ultimately they will uh, is even though that, that that the price will be you know the the haul will be immense for that pick, uh, the offers. Uh, I still think they're going to end up taking uh, Caleb Williams with the first pick. I just that's just that's the way I see it playing out. You mentioned a great point about Williams and his ability to lead teams to victory, something that Justin Fields has struggled with during his three years here in Chicago. Is that going to be, in your opinion, the main reason why the Bears move on from Fields, or are there other factors that you think put Fields at a disadvantage right now? Well, I just don't think Fields has been uh, enough of a a quarterback, I guess. I mean, he, he, he has all the physical tools and he, and he can functionally play the position. He's very good when he's on, he's on. And, Unfortunately, most of that has been against teams that he can really take advantage of and not really playoff caliber teams. But he just hasn't, to me, he just hasn't been enough of a quarterback. I'm talking about a guy who can read defenses and who can manipulate defenses and who can uh, and step up and make big throws. One thing that we've seen in these playoffs, we see it again and again, is just how darn accurate uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is when he needs to be. Not just overall. You can look at the analytics and say we complete a certain amount of pass. Look at that game last week. He need they needed a hot start against uh, against the Ravens. That's absolutely what they need. That's they needed that to take the Ravens out of their game. And he was look at those third down throws. He was absolutely pinpoint. You never see hardly ever see a Bears quarterback of that exact. And the point is they only scored 17 points, but they scored. He was good at the right time, and he did exactly what he needed to do because the Ravens totally crumbled their offensive game plan. It wasn't just that they didn't play well their offensive game plan just totally fell apart because because the the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes were good when they had to be that's what a quarterback needs to do and there's they're very it's very rare it's unlikely that Caleb Williams will ever be what uh, Patrick Mahomes is now but he has a better chance to be close to that than what uh, Justin Justin Fields is at this point in time. Who do you blame for the offensive issues last year? Because I, what I find interesting, Mark, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Luke Getzey's getting interviews, which I'm candidly surprised about. He has a couple of interviews. had one with the Raiders, had one with the Patriots. I think he has one with the Saints lined up as well. So the NFL clearly does not think that Luke Getzey was fully the issue here in Chicago. So what went wrong last year for the Bears offensively? It's just, I'll say the same thing I always say whenever there's a choice. It's both. It's, it was the quarterback. It was the offense. Uh, and it was the offensive coordinator. Uh, Luke Getzey did some good things. You know, the Bears. You know, they led they led the league in rushing without uh, Justin Fields rushing for a thousand yards. I think I figured it out. If you take out the quarterback of every team, the Bears running backs were tenth in the NFL in rushing. That's still that's pretty good. And so so he so he did have that. Um, 
Their passing game was not good. Uh, it was not good in the fourth quarter. Both quarterbacks uh, were, were noticeably really good in the first three quarters and bad in the fourth quarter. But they were still good in the first three quarters. So what I'm saying is Luke Getsy has some uh, uh, good qualities. There, there are reasons to like him. And there's always going to be a faction. That, there are always going to be people that look at that, what the Bears did, people who know more about football than you and I, or certainly me, and, and, and know that it wasn't totally – uh, the offensive court that, that he had a, that he had a, a tough quarterback to work with as far as doing some of the things he wanted to do. So again, my answer is both. I think I think there were I think both uh, were at fault, and I think both have a chance to do better uh, in different environments. And I would, if you ask me, you know, I think I was asked this before, earlier in the season. I think Fields has the higher ceiling without Getzy than Getzy does without Fields. I think. Um, cause I think fields is pretty good. If you give him enough of a bubble of support, uh, I think his skills are so good that, like I said, he can win an MVP. He can be Cam Newton for a year and he can take a team and win the Super Bowl If he's in the right environment, it was just not going to happen in Chicago because Chicago is just not a place where, uh, they do very well in offense. You know, just the, it's the, the, their, their standing on offense has, has been in general, been very poor. What do you think that right environment would be? For Justin Fields? For Justin Fields. Well, he needs an offensive line that uh, has been together for a while and stays together and, and starts, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 games together. Uh, um, uh, he needs weapons. Uh, he needs guys who can get open. He needs an offensive coordinator who can design schemes that get guys open off the line of scrimmage. He needs a lot of things in his favor. And um, but uh, well, when he has that, he, he's uh, he's twice what Trubisky is as far as, you know, Trubisky also was good when things were go when the wind was at his back. Trubisky, look at his numbers in some of those games against not just the Lions, but some of those other games. He's got some pretty good games. You know, he was pretty good when the wind was at his back. I'm saying uh, um, uh, Justin Fields with the same kind of wind at his back uh, for 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 more than one or two games at a time can be that much better. I, I think that's pretty clear when you see how good he is. Um, I just don't, I just think he needs, uh, the Bears need more. Mark Potash here with us on Sports Talk Chicago, Bears beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, 30-plus year sports media veteran. Mark, Shane Waldron is the new offensive coordinator for Chicago. He's replaced Luke Getze. What do you think this offense is going to look like with him at the helm? I think it's uh, it's it's hard to tell. I think because we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Um, um, the Bears like to you know the Bears like to be a running team, you know, run first team. But I think uh, Shane Waldron's offenses are often pass first, or you you know use you rely on a lot of passing. So I don't know how that is going to work out with with, with whoever the quarterback is. Um, I'll be honest. I stay uh, away from a lot of this stuff in the offseason because I just don't know. I, I think it's too hard to predict what one guy, what one guy will, if one guy will do what he do here, what he's done somewhere else. All I really know about Shane Waldron is he's got the the Sean McVay seal of approval. He's been hired by uh, uh, Belichick. He's been hired by good people, Pete Carroll. Uh, so I go by that. And as long as they, as long as they have that, and they have proven something. Not just like, you know, don't mean to pick on Matt Nagy, but he, he had the he had the Andy Reid seal of approval and the Andy Reid tree, but he hadn't proven anything. Shane Waldron at least has called plays, okay? He's run an offense that, you know, had problems against good teams, but was still good at, and got them to the playoffs. So uh um so I, I, I think that's good, but I'll be honest, I can't I could not give you a 
uh, a, a, a detailed uh, analysis of what I think he's going to do. I think it's tough for even the guys who think they know to do that, to tell you the truth, because I think, I, like I always say, these guys from players, coaches, they're not as modular as you would like them to think. Like, you know, like I always say, like baseball players are moving a guy in from one lineup to another. It's just not the same thing. There's so many different moving parts that you just don't know if the guy, if what he did in either uh, LA or Seattle, if he's going to be able to, if the, if the situation is going to be right, that's why so many guys, uh, uh, so many good people fail in the NFL. Did you think it was odd that the bears technically don't have a quarterback lined up? They kept their head coach and they hired a new offensive coordinator. It seems a little bit weird to me from the outside. Yeah, no, I think that is a problem. I think that's not a pro- I think it's a problem you can overcome if you get the right quarterback and, and you get the right combination. But yeah, that's going to be, you know, you can, we saw that coming a mile away when they decided to keep uh, Matt Eberflus. I can't blame him for doing that. I think it would have been a huge uh, jump for them to go. So even, even if it wasn't going to be Jim Harbaugh, who would have wanted, obviously, say, you know, who would have taken some of, Ryan Pohl's authority away. Yeah, that was that was a long shot. I, I I wish they would have done that. Frankly, I think it would have been great for Chicago and I think great for the Bears and had the chance you have to take. But even if it wasn't him, uh, uh, it would. It, I think I think they should have. It would have been better. I think or it would have been good if they could have lined everything up. But they never seem to do that. You know, they hire. They hire the GM and when they've already done the coaching search, and then they hire the GM when the coach is in, and then too many inherited things in an organization that just isn't really good at that, at meshing things together. I mean, you know, even when they think they have, you know, look at the, you know, one of the times they really thought they had things uh, together was when Phil Emery and Mark Trestman were like, you know, I think that was a criminal minds thing, wasn't it? The, the big, I, maybe that was what I can't remember. But there, you know, those two guys were like two, you know, birds of a feather, right? Well, you know, that worked for about three games, four, four games. The Bears were what, three and oh, four and oh, the first year. And, and second in the league in scoring the first year, and then it just fell apart. So even when it looks like there's, uh, there's chemistry, uh, the Bears have not had it. So uh, it's the same old thing. I mean, I just I can't say that it's not going to happen. It's just hard to predict given the Bears, the Bears' history. But that, I think it is a problem because you can see it. You know, if the Bears stumble next year, and then they're going to have a first-year, potentially a first-year quarterback with a new head coach. And then you're at the same thing all over again. And then what if they change the GM? Then you get to say, you know. So the Bears just never seem uh, to, to get it right, or at least like Houston did with new coach, new coordinator, new quarterback. And look what happened. You know, they're, they're, they just but, – but, but again, not to give you too long of an answer here. I apologize for that. But, but uh, I, still think, I still think it can come together. You know, that, a lot of things are happenstance. Success is very uh, – and failure are both circumstantial in the NFL. And, um, yeah, the Bears can catch lightning in a bottle. And, and maybe it's – I shouldn't say that because that makes it seem like it's like a one in a million chance. But I, the Bears can make it work if you get – just like Houston. I mean, Houston – uh, despite what people are trying to tell you that that was a totally different situation. No, Houston, except for Laramie Tunsil, was pretty much the Chicago Bears when they when they made their big run this year and now look like they're going to be, you know, they're they're in good shape. So uh, it, it can happen. I guess what I'm saying is, even though it hasn't happened here, it, it can happen here. And if it's going to, this would be the year when you've got the number one pick, you've got a defense that is pretty much set and should get better. You've got an offensive line that has at least one anchor, two anchors, uh, if you include Jenkins and, and Wright, and, and and I think a pretty good building block to be good. It can happen here, and I, I don't think it's just pie in the sky. I think this, like I said before about you know non, uh, non-playoff years and the optimism, I think you can 
don't expect it, but you can at least hope. I think you can legitimately hope for it, no matter what they do in the draft or with quarterback. I, th- I think they're at least worthy of a of uh, of having some uh, of being positive about the Bears. Let's put it that way. To back to Jim Harbaugh, what was your reaction when Ryan Pohl said he didn't even give him a call? Well, it was just, I mean, that's, it didn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, it's, that's kind of the way the bears do business. Um, it's, you know, they, you know, I mean, that was asking a lot, I'll be honest. I, I mean, that was, um, you know, to, to, to do something that it would just, I just felt like I'll be honest, it just the answer that he's the coach in Michigan. That was, that was a little, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it didn't acknowledge the reality that that he was an available coach and he was just giving me a gm speak and i, I don't know i mean i really <laughs> like polls i think he's really good but uh you know him saying relying on that that just that makes something in the back of my head makes me think that you know people who come to Hallis hall good people become like the worst version of themselves and that was kind of a sign that wow Hallis hall group think is kind of seeping into his head that he wouldn't even acknowledge the reality that yeah that that Harbaugh was available to say that well he's the coach at Michigan well that didn't stop the Chargers you know um, so anyway that and a couple other things that were said even you know Kevin Warren going into um, uh, putting on his lawyer hat when he was asked about uh, about the Allen Williams situation and and uh, and Ryan Poles talking about what uh, what a great uh, you know how how well that uh, Matt Eberflus kind of handled the adversity the adversity that he himself got himself into those are those are kind of two or three four examples of Hal's Hall becoming uh, Hal's Hall, people becoming uh, a part of Hal's Hall and, and kind of the same old thing so I don't think it's going to be I think I'm kind of nitpicking a little bit but I can't help but think about those two or three things I, I just mentioned and saying wow it's kind of business as usual uh, at Hal's Hall and I, I'd be a little concerned about that but but I will say this I'm not putting Brian Poles down I think he's really good and I think he made a great deal for the number one pick and I think he put himself in a really good position he was fortunate but I think he did that and I think I think overall uh, when you add up right now the first two years uh, of his uh, ledger as far as uh, acquisitions, he's had some misses, but his hits have been pretty good. And I, and I think he has a lot of potential to grow into the job. But I, I, there are, I guess what I'm saying is that that press conference, there were two or three red flags that I'm sticking in the back of my head for, for, for the future when if things as they sometimes do or often do at house all go awry. Often. That, that, that's the word right there. Not sometimes, often. You're 100% right. Mark, we're going to be right back. Mark Potash will join us for segment two. More Bears talk and Baseball Hall of Fame talk coming your way next here on STC.